y'all, this is She Buys It with Whitney Nicely. Yay! Hello! Welcome back to the She Buys It podcast. I have a beautiful woman with me today, a brilliant businesswoman. Janetta is with me, and we are going to, oh wait, yeah, Janetta, I said that right, didn't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As soon as I said it, I thought there's a D in there, but there's not. Okay. No. Anyway, (laughs) Janetta is with me, and we are going to be talking about how she got started when she was 21. We're going to talk about how she is able to leave this legacy of generational wealth for her sons. We're going to talk about how she's working with her husband to get these deals done on an international basis. This woman is a total rock star. Y'all are going to love this interview. So I first want to say that I met Janetta because she's in the FDDF family and she came to Albuquerque, New Mexico last year when we were talking all about vacation rental riches. And this woman has been dominating the Odessa, Texas market on corporate rentals. So it just, it all fell into place so perfectly. God gives us all the right people that we need at the right times. And Janetta is here. She's going to blow your mind. She always blows my mind and keeps me pumped up on a daily basis. So Janetta, welcome, welcome, welcome to the She Buys It podcast. I am so excited to finally (laughs) talk to you and have this interview because it's going to be amazing. Now, is there anything that I left out in that inter- in that introduction that you want to throw in? Make sure that the women realize who you are and what you're here to do. Girl, I just first of all want to thank you uh, just for always being there for me. You're an awesome, amazing coach. Anybody I talk to that has anything to do with properties or anything in that nature, I am always throwing your name around because you're awesome. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. So thank you for having me on, first of all. And then second of all, I think you touch everything, especially when you threw in the part about creating uh, the generational wealth and even the part about how God just puts us together with one another and how his plan is so perfect. And I thank God for you, man. That's it. I mean, hey, I'm here. For, I'm here for it. I'm here to God be the glory for everything we're about to talk about. How about that? Absolutely. Let's, let's, Amen. Let's that and I, yes. I yes. got to say, you know, watching you with your businesses and with your real estate and the way you handle momming and wifing and still going after it like a lady, you're like the definition of a Proverbs 31 woman. And I love watching you flourish and i love watching you soar and i know you're going through some you know trials and tribulations from time to time but you handle it like a graceful lady and let's dig into that so let's get into you're 21 and you decide to buy a duplex and this is way before you knew me right yeah 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 tell me the thought process of your very first deal and how that went and how that you know still helps you decide what you're going to buy today. Yeah. Okay. So just a long story interesting. It goes kind of like this. I met a lady who was a realtor and she became like my second mom. And basically she began to talk to me about Janetta. Okay. You're in the military. When you get a raise, don't live like you have a raise. And so she would teach me those things and she would say, okay, if you get a raise, pay yourself back. Whatever it is that you get a raise on, if you got to raise it $200, you got to raise it $300, pay that back to yourself. Because guess what? She will always bring back to the Bible and let me know that promotion does not come from man or woman. It comes from God. So if God bless you with that, then you take a portion, of course, you give your tithes back to your church and your offerings or whatever, but for sure you pay yourself and live like it never happened. And so she taught me those wisdom keys and I start, you know, just really going 
to her place of work, like to her real estate office. I would sit under her and she would say, you know what? You ought to buy a property. And I said, you know, I said, I never thought about it. I said, but I think it'd be a good idea. She said, yeah, because basically you can rent out both sides and like, you know, that raise I'm talking about, because this is how you give yourself a raise. And that's what she taught me. She said, anytime you invest, you're giving yourself a raise and it has a return. So she said, if you make $400 off of this duplex, because at the time I think the duplex was only like 52,000 girl. And so like, for me, I think I was an E4 or something in the military and probably making 2000 a month or something. I don't know. But, um, not making much at all, but my credit was like A1. I think I had like 800 credit score back then at 21. And she was just so blown away by that. And she didn't want me to mess it up. And that's why she kept trying to tell me different things I could do to manage myself and not go into debt. So uh, basically she said, look, let's do it. And I said, okay, well, if I get approved, I get approved. Okay, cool. And so she pushed it through, of course, her mommy ways, and she made sure I got approved. And for a while, I would rent out the, the three bedroom side for like 500 some dollars. And I rent out the one bedroom side for like $300. Well, girl, my mortgage was literally only about 400 some dollars, maybe $500 or something. So I was banking like as a soldier, right? And so I took that money and I gave myself a raise, just like she told me to. She said, put this back and just keep it and just give yourself a raise. Because I was a single parent at the time. I had two boys. Uh, and so uh, literally, we was really just barely getting by. But... We did it this way where I lived in a duplex and that really pretty much paid for the duplex. Plus I was able to give myself a promotion. So I was living free and, and have promotion in the bank. Right. Perfect. So, so basically I was living good. So then I it's mean, if every 21 year old right now today in 2019, 2020, or heck, if they knew it in 2030, if every 21 year old would know buy a duplex, live on one side, live on the small side and rent out the big side so that you're cash flowing from 21, our whole world would be different. Yes. Yes. So girl, how it started was funny because I was living somewhere else and was renting out both. So keep in mind, I was living on that property, right? Totally cash flow, right? And so, so end up then I said, well, I'm going to get out the army soon. So what am I going to do? I'm going to move into my place. Like I'm going to move into one side and rent out the other. Well, I didn't do the three. Well, I stayed in the three bedroom because I had my kids. I stayed in three bedroom, but I went out, rented out the other. But still, guess what? I rented out the one bedroom for over $300. And what did I say? My rent was, I mean, my mortgage was only $400 some dollars. So I was paying, exactly, paying $100. I still had my promotion money to the side. So guess what she told me to use the promotion money for? A fourplex. So at I the time, like this woman. Yeah. So at the time I was probably like 22 at that time, probably that next year. And so things happened to where I didn't get the fourplex. I think um, either I just built another, I was getting ready to build another home. And now here's where the story turned. And this is where I could teach people some lessons now, because everything ain't always good. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be transparent here, here with you today. Give it to me. So all of a sudden I got really, really, I would say prideful at a point. I became an RN and I, mean, I thought, 22. yeah, and I thought I was the shiznit at, at like 22, riding around with my little brand new Jeep Montero and RN and all this other kind of stuff and nursing and stuff. And basically I messed around and quit a job that I had no business quitting. And my credit went like this. Yeah. Boom. 
And so when my credit went down, she was telling me, Janetta, why didn't you tell me ahead of time? I would have ran everything first and we still would have done everything because she, she loved me that much and was so passionate about me building. But there again, I believe God had a, a different turn for that because I met my husband through it all, all that kind of stuff. And now if I had stayed back there and had all of those properties, I probably would have stayed there and not moved out to the oil field land. Right. So, you know, God works things out, but that, that told me, and like you said, every step she told me about giving yourself a promotion stayed in my head. Yep. And you mentioned you were an RN. So is yeah. that how you started that business? Tell me about that business you started. Yeah. So basically I've always had a desire ever since I was 16. I've been an entrepreneur girl. I've been selling candy at school since probably 16, 15 years old. Me and you both. I know me. That's what probably why me and you get along so good. We've been, <laughs> we've been, we've been flipping stuff since the day is long. So My first like, business was the third grade. I made keychains <laughs> and braided little things and bracelets and stuff in third grade. I was selling for like a dollar in the exactly. white I think mine was five. Like I was selling candies and stuff at the uh, place where they, we was get, we would, I would buy them and literally turn around and sell them again. So that like seems, stuff like that. Just like, just like yeah. the vending machine guys do. I did that yeah. in high school too. Yeah. So at 16, I was a baller when it came to the candy girl, right? So at that, at that point, I had like two jobs. I always had like two jobs, going to school, making A's, skipping school every now and then too, but you know, still doing what I need to do to get out of school. And so... <laughs> So I had a dream at that time to be, I wanted to have my own home health agency because I worked for this lady across the street from me. Okay. She had a in-home, like personal care home. She was an elderly LVN. And so I worked over there with her as a home health aide, where I would literally make the, the clients their meals, help them with the baths and stuff like that. And I was like, Miss Annie, I said, you know what? One day I want my own home health agency or something like what you have. And she said, baby, you could do anything. Matter of fact, you could do even more than what I'm doing. I love these women that you're surrounded I, by. Girl, I had so many. I had so many spiritual moms. It's not fun. That's why I love your mom so much. You know, I took her, at, you know, you know, I'm like her daughter too. Yeah, I'm her I know. I know. <laughs> so like, uh, so anyway, I said, okay. And she just said, yeah, do it, man. You could do anything you want to do. So I kept that in my heart. And like at 18, I became a volunteer ombudsman where I would literally go around the nursing homes and be like a residence advocate, like for abuse and stuff like that at 18. So I was really strong on like justice that I should have been a lawyer. That's what I wanted to do a long time ago too, because I really didn't like elderly being abused. And I didn't like disabled people being abused. They always have been close to my heart. And so when me and my husband got married and he saw me working at the home health agencies like a dog, I mean, coming home late and yeah, I don't care when it was time to go home. I've always treated every job like I owned it. And that's something I learned from my grandfather who I never met, but I got it from my mom because we have a bloodline of ownership. And he always taught us that you can be black, you can be poor, but you got to own he said, I don't care if you got a dime in your pocket, you build your own house and you own. So we're actually famous in a very small town in Georgia called Richland, Georgia. We have a street named after my, my grandfather. He was the first black man in that town to build his own house and to have a whole like street full of his relatives building his, their own houses. That's so, awesome. That's yeah. the beginning of the generational wealth. Yes. Yes, he taught us that. He taught us that. I never met the man, but from my mom telling us these things that he would tell them, like you could be poor, 
You could be black. You can have a dime in your pocket, but you will be an owner. I love and that. So they were not able to take away their houses. And so eventually they paid him homage by making a name after him. So the whole street is named after him. That's awesome. So I, my my yeah. grandfather gave us some similar advice. He owned a horse pasture and he always said that he wanted his land and everything that touched it. And that was something that I've never met him either, but that's always in the back of my mind. Like if you own the land, you're in the right position here. You got to own it. Yes. I love that. Yes. And so he, he taught my mom them that, that, you know, it, it again, doesn't matter how much money you have in your pocket, but you are owner and that's what you want to be. And, and so she taught us that. And so, um, I don't know where I got off on that. Why the heck did I get off on that? Talking about the jobs <laughs> that you had, you always owned it, no matter Thank how long it took or whatever Thank you, you. Owned that job so that you could become the owner of that business. Thank you. So, so, and my husband would see that in me, right? And he would be like, man, you know, Jeanette, you're working like a dog for these people, you know? And I would just whisper to him, you know, one day I want to have my own home health. I said, honey, one, one day it's going to happen. And so one day he just asked me, he said, you know, he said, he just looked at me one day and just started seeing how I was interacting with these elderly people, how they all adopted me. Like before, you know it, I was their daughter and all this kind of stuff. And they loved me and how the, how the, the disabled people put their head on my shoulder and how, just how like I would connect with them. Yes. And he was, and he said, you know what? I got to help this girl. And this is what he was saying, because my husband has a brain of logistics. You know, Femi, his, his brain is logistic. Like he's so smart. Women like us need <laughs> logistical, analytical husbands to kind of keep us on some path. Girl, and he's so engineering. Like, you know, he has this, like, <laughs> he has this architect engineering brain that I don't have, right? And so he was saying, honey, I keep hearing you say it's a dream and you want to have it. You know, there's steps to dreams, right? He's like, we need to put this stuff on paper. How are we going to ever do this without us putting this on paper? I said, you're right, honey. So then he, we just started writing out plans. And again, we're very good about vision. Both me and my husband, both are ministers. So we're really good about writing that vision and making it plain. And basically, that's what we would do. I mean, actually, that's what I did for my husband. I wrote what I wanted in my husband and he came to pass. So we just believe in that. That's how I got Jason, too. I had three things that I needed my husband to have, and he mm -hmm. hit, like, eight things. <laughs> Damn. I like Jason. He's a Georgia boy, too, so you know I'm always going to love Georgia him. Boy, yeah. <laughs> so, and so, basically, we came out here because of the oil field. Um, my husband was a, a, a chaplain in the military at the time, and actually, he got done, and I got done. I got out and all of that, and so the whole city of Midland, Texas actually came to um, Colleen and they did a job fair, the mayor and everybody, they came and did a job fair and they was really trying to get people to move from there to come to Colleen because they was out, people was just like, it was booming here at that time. And so the oil field was is really big out here. So we came, they moved us, they paid for everything. It was, it was lovely. Got out here, worked for another home health agency, got the job. Matter of fact, even before I came, because they saw my resume, they wanted me so bad because I had all this experience in home health. So worked for her. And so around about 2007 is when I got pregnant with my last baby, who's 12 now, is when we decided to not go back to work. I said, okay, I'm not going to go back to work. I said, so we're going to do this thing right here in my house. And so we needed a certain amount of money for capitalization. It was a lot in our eyes. So we had to do a lot of shrinking back, um, a lot of, again, 
giving ourselves money for promotions and like literally banking money because Medicare would not even look at you unless you had a certain amount of money for capitalization. So everything began in my living room, girl. It began in a three bedroom rent house at the time. We was renting that house and the rest was history. After that, God, between that time and 12 years, we had over 500 employees. Uh, it just grew like crazy. Thousands of patients over those years of time. Um, and then we recently sold last year. Yeah. So let me recap this. So you are working for other people as a home health care. I was an RN. I was a director of nurse, nurses. Yeah. And then your husband, y'all decided to move. So you're pregnant or you just had a new baby uh-huh. in a new area and you decide this is the time in 07 when the rest of the country is crashing down <laughs> around you you decide this is the time to take a leap of faith and start my own company yeah <laughs> totally, faith totally faith girl totally faith because as a matter of fact i gotta tell this we didn't even have enough money for the capitalization god gave us so much favor with the lady at the dc office that she said, okay, if you can raise like $1,500 more dollars, and I started crying because I'm like, where the heck is we gonna get 1500 We'd already saved up is all the money I thought. But my husband with his logistical self, I don't know, or his sneaky butt one, I don't know, he put back $1,500 somewhere and he was like, I got it. And I was like, yes! So we turned in the $1,500 and the rest is history. And then we moved from our house to like a two-room office, then from a two-room office to a 20-room office, from a 20-room office. It just grew, girl. We had 15 company cars at one time. We, I mean, it was just amazing. The growth was, was just phenomenal. Because you put your head down, you said, I got to make this work. I got these yes. babies at home. I'm yes. going to make this happen. This has been my dream. I put it on the vision and prayed on it. And then God said, let's do this. Yes. So basically I pay for him to leave the oil field because that's how much money we was making at a time because he was like, girl, I ain't leaving here until you're able to pay for my insurance and my salary. If you can't replace that, I'm staying right where I am. That's smart. Yeah. So we got to a point where we was bringing in that money. And so he came over there and became the logistical piece we needed as far as billing and and the director of operations and stuff like that, where I could do the clinical section. He was on his side of the office, way over there. Look, way over there. And we just had a ball. We had a ball. We had a ball. How did you kind of decide who was going to do which role? Because Jason and I have that struggle sometimes as to who does what and who's the final say. And are we going to do it your way, my way, or our way? Well, honestly, we fought a lot. Those first couple of years, we literally fought. I mean, because we ended up being in my pastor's office one time. I remember because he was just like this girl. And I'm like, this man. He's like, this girl. I'm like, this man. You know what I'm saying? And like, he's, he's so we, it ended up coming to a, a, an agreement where like anything clinical, you handle. If they try, because they always played the mom and pop game with us. Like they would try to come and ask me for stuff when they really should be asking him for stuff. And so literally we just had to put our foot down and be like, listen, if it's clinical, he'll say, I don't want anything to do with it. Go to Jeanette. And I say, if it's billing or operational, administrative stuff like that, you go to him. And so basically we had to like really not cross over each other's lanes and we demarcated exactly what he needed to do and what I needed to do. Jason and I have been in the pastor's office. We've been in the therapist's office. We've been in some (laughs) meetings over this marriage and business together situation because it's it's like uh, any, it's unlike any other 
business relationship and marriage relationship, it takes everything to a whole new level. And I mean, we're fighting over like coffee and we like the same coffee. So like we were literally fighting over anything and everything at one point and we had to say, all right, time out. What is up? It's tough, girl. I'm telling you. But there's nothing wrong with having those meetings and those mediators to say, okay, I think you're both saying the same thing. You yep. both want the same thing. So let's figure out how to make you both happy in this marriage and in this business. And there's nothing wrong. I mean, if I need a professional plumber, I call a professional. If you need a professional mediator, yes. call in a professional. Awesome. Nothing awesome. wrong with it. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. So yep. when did you start adding in the condos? Because you were investing before, again, before you met me, before yeah. you got into the FDF family, y'all had some condos. So yeah. when did that come about? Well, and then let me do it. Let me do it. A, a middle point right here, because I got to hit this part. Remember six years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And so that really was a big turn in some things in our life. So what happened was we decided to start building an exit strategy to get out of home health because it was so stressful. It got to a point where like we was dealing with a whole bunch of employees, dealing with a whole bunch of regulations. And then we was, we had another location being built in a whole nother town, which was two and a half hours away. And so we was driving back and forth for that. And that was during the time that I really got ill. So we got it. We had to come up to a, a realization that, you know what, is it really worth it? And so things started changing for me, like Janetta, your health really is your wealth. I mean, you've, you've made it, girl. At 34 years old, you, you, you hit that million-dollar status, as they want to call it. So you, 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 you've kind of made it where you thought you made it. So it's like, but what if at a time at your life where you know you've been so down where, like, girl, I couldn't even put my own T-shirt on. Like, I literally had to have somebody come bathe me. I had to have my CNA come like practically live with me and like make sure I go to my, my appointments for chemo, my appointments for radiation. And during those times is when I started really, really learning about self-compassion and learning how to love myself and treating myself kinder because I would be there for everybody else but me. Well, you've been the caregiver yep. for so long that you had to learn how to be a patient. Yep. And basically that was very difficult for me because I'm the strong one. I'm the one that's supposed to be there for everybody else. And literally I, I had to become weak. And so the Lord reminded me that he did the same thing for us. And that's why I went through every situation. Like I did the chemo, the radiation, learned about the holistic nursing part of it. Then I became a holistic nurse. So all those things came about because he did, he did it for us. He didn't do a thing, but he laid his life down. Yes. So my thing is, it's like, I have a mantra now, my pain is your gain. So the thing that I, w I went through, I don't want nobody else to go through it again. So that's why I'm always spitting prevention stuff, like crazy. So this has been your dream to get this company and then you got it and then you got sick. So that's when you said, all right, this has been a good dream, but we hit it. What yep. are we gonna do now to take care of ourselves? And I mean, really take care of ourselves mentally, physically, and financially in the future. So that's when you came up with the exit plan and started adding in some real estate? There you go. All so right. see, the real estate comes about with paying ourselves and treating ourselves like a bank. Because we knew that with the, as much cash as we had, there was no way for us to now turn around and get $15 a month from the bank. Are you kidding me? So like that's, real estate to me has always been the smartest way to be your own bank. 
Yes. So basically, that's kind of where we got that idea, you know, that ideology from was basically, look, be your own bank, dude, because you know when you get ready to, quote unquote, refire, I don't want to call myself retired, I want to call myself refired, I'm refired now. So in this refirement stage, because remember, retirement is not an age, it's a number. Everybody's financial number is different. Yes. So me and Timmy, when we sold that company, we had our own financial number. We knew what it would take for us to pay our house off, which we paid it off in five years, by the way. Woo! So we, we don't owe anybody on this house whatsoever. It's free and clear. You know, all we do is pay taxes on it. So we, we wanted to do that. We wanted to get out of debt totally. And we wanted to have cash in the bank. So we knew our number. So they gave us our number and we was fine with it. And so we knew at that time that whatever we did next would, would be mostly ministry related, that we did not want to depend on that because we wanted to make sure we can just go pick up our little condo checks and our little passive income checks. Yes. Yes. I love those yeah. passive income checks. So we need a little bit more. We're looking for some more Jaffo Investments is the name of our company. So we are looking for more properties and stuff to purchase. But right now we have six here locally and one, a one it's actually a compound, an international compound over there that we're going to turn into Airbnb, by the way. Half of it will be Airbnb. Girl, tell me about that. So you have an international compound and tell me where that is. And when I think of a compound... I'm thinking like a bunch of houses, kind of like a camping situation, like maybe like 10 acres out in the woods. Like, tell me what a compound means. Well, the, and that's a, that's a, a, a African term. They call it a compound. Okay. Because literally it's an apartment complex is what it is. It's a okay. complex. And so basically it's a total of 12 rooms, 12, 12 bathrooms, I think six half baths, and like all kind of like living spaces and stuff. Cause ours is in the middle. We have a five bedroom, five bath and all the half baths. And then we have a three bedroom up top. That's going to be Airbnb. We have a three bedroom and a down below that's going to be Airbnb. And we have a one bedroom in the back too. So it's all kind of attached. Okay. And where is this? This is in the capital of Nigeria in Abuja. In Africa, in Nigeria, in the yeah. capital city, you've mm -hmm. bought a 12 bedroom, 12 bathrooms, six and a half bath compound. Yes. So yes. you've gone from Texas, from you've gone from Georgia to Texas, down <laughs> to Africa. We're international, baby. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Now, how did you end up in Nigeria? What, and how did you end up buying a property? And what is that like? I've never bought anything outside of the States. Girl, it's, it's, I can't wait to get back, actually. You know, you saw some pictures. So you saw the beginning stages, right? Yes, so I did. I'm so excited because of how the progression and stuff that's actually been on it. But my husband is actually from Nigeria. And anybody want to, you know, read his story, I'll, I'll give you the link. Because they did an article on him on the immigration hustle. Because he actually came here with two pair of pants and I think two shirts and two pair of pants. No car, nobody he knew over here. He came to this country solely by faith, and God has made him be who he is today. And I'm so proud of him because of what he's doing. He has doing. a fantastic story. And yeah, he has an awesome story. And so I went home with him last, what, was it last Christmas? No, Christmas before last, I think, yeah, because it's been two years now, almost two years now. So um, 
And before then, we had already started on it in the project, but I really didn't see the Airbnb until I came to the vacation the rental. Reaches, yep. And so that's where me and you kind of really got connected, I think, because at that point is when I saw that portion, because we do have some corporate condos here where it's kind of that same deal where we have them set up and everything is in, they got the contracts and stuff. But that one is really the Airbnb that I want to put on Airbnb or VRBO or whatever, and make sure that people, when they go there, they can have safety because it is in a safe environment. It is, we have guards that are there. You'll have a driver. We have, they have Uber drivers over there, girl. So you'll have a, you'll have a driver, you have a house help and all of that. So yes. I'm so y'all were over there. I don't know if I answered your question or not, but anyway. <laughs> well, y'all were over there visiting at Christmas and then you, I mean, maybe Femi had a contact with somebody new was selling and y'all said hey let's get into this and then yeah when we were together really planning those ideas to airbnb or brbo or whatever but what's the market like for that and how do you do the research on that because well, here's, here's the funny thing about how i knew it would be marketable is guess where we stayed when we went to abuja in an airbnb i never even thought about it that's so perfect so when i stayed there and i'm like wait a minute now this girl had more than one. And I'm like, oh, no, see, I'm about to tap into this thing too, sister. Save, save me a little piece of the pile over here. And so, and so basically, I know for a fact it will, it will list and rent because of the fact of how many is over there already. Abuja is the capital. So people are coming and moving and shaking in and out of that area. And it's beautiful. Like I said, I mean, we went to the village. And of course, it is village. When you go to the village, it's village. Like you ask my boys, like if they ever want to live in Abuja, they'll say yes to city, but no to the village. So, <laughs> so I mean, there go there's goats out there, there's there's turkeys and all kind of stuff out there. It's really nice and fun if you like the country, but if you like the city life, Abuja is a beautiful city in Nigeria. Beautiful. So when you were there and you stayed in the Airbnb, it was a lady that owned it. Yes, she I has. Love that. She has four or five of them over there, girl. So that would be a great contact for you to find, I mean, a cleaning crew, a handyman crew, you need all those people and they're going to be even on a different time zone. You're sleeping, they're awake. So they could have everything just set up. You're kind of like a property management company. You own it, you make the money, you got a place to stay when you go visit, but otherwise it's cash flow, right? Cash flow, baby. <laughs> cash flow. Yeah. I love it. Nothing but so basically I'm trying to remember because you asked the question how we how did we know about it? How we knew about it was uh my husband has some contacts over there, of course. His adopted dad is really into business and stuff. So basically, uh they kind of knew that this military compound would only you can only buy stuff in because it's it's in a military compound. So you can only buy in this compound if you are affiliated with the military. So even though Femi's not affiliated with the military over there, he was over here. <laughs> So I guess that kind of helped him. So he actually bought that plot of land, plot of land from a general over there. It's a general that's that's over there. Nice. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, great. Yeah. Well, I gotta tell you, I'm always talking about thinking outside the box, and you've taken this to a whole other level. Thinking outside the box, the country, the everything, and I am so proud of you. You're doing such amazing things, and I know when you take your boys over there and they see that it turns, it goes from this plot of land to this compound it's amazing and you're giving them such great 
foundations to build another empire on. And I love it. I absolutely love it. You're doing awesome. It's God, I tell you. Now tell me, you've got, you've got your pop shirt on today. So tell me, what is that? And what is that about? That's your, that's your mission now, isn't it? So the yes. real estate investing, yes. But yes. on a day-to-day, I see you promoting and talking about health and wellness and being. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Oh, I like that. that. Being, that's right. Mm. Being instead of just doing. Being, that's right. Being happy with just being. I love it. So basically, of course, during that process, I went back to school and became a a certified holistic nurse. And so what that means is I actually now can help people more on a spiritual, mental, and body mindset way, mind-body connection, that kind of thing, instead of just strictly, you know, going and, yeah, boom, let me patch the hole, H-O-L-E, instead now... Here's something yeah. else. Call me in three months. Yeah, yeah. Instead of now, I'm doing the W H O L E. It's all about wholeness and not just the whole type thing. And really, my whole mantra is prevention is cure because I don't want anybody to have to go through what I did. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was all just about the journal. I wrote a pop journal. It's on Amazon now. You can look it up under um, just pop, prosper on purpose, 52 uh, journal week of intention. Um, you can look it up by my name, Jeanette Olaseni. But um, I just thought it was just going to be the journal. And the journal is broke down in like five different categories. So pop, what does pop mean? Prosper means to do better. So do better on purpose, intentionally. So what that means is, go ahead. I love that too, because as women, I don't know why my mom didn't teach me this, but I understand other women feel like they need to like dumb themselves down or not go for things or not bust through that glass ceiling or whatever. But you were empowering women to prosper on purpose. It's not an accident. You didn't create this stuff just because you were hoping and praying. Y'all put a plan together. You put the vision out there and God fulfilled it or 10 X it. And that's what it's, all about it's not just you know I, I talk about women making more money all the time but it's not just about the money it's the freedom you get with more money yes because well, mind. Well, well, at the end of the day sis money is just a tool so it's like it's the time freedom aspect of it i mean it, and that and you know and you know why i mean you make money it's because we respect it yes when, when you respect it and you put it in a place of where it is it's going to always come to you you'll be, you'll become a money magnet when you do that so yes. I don't, I don't worship money. I mean, for what? It has its purpose. You know, money, money serves me. I don't serve it. And, and so, you know, and someone told me they, I put up a money post the other day on Facebook. Cause you know, I'm good at mouthing off and ranting and raving. And <laughs> they said, you know, money doesn't buy happiness. And it was from a preacher. I said, well, funny, you're preaching on tithing with money. Funny. You pay your insurance with money. Seems to me money is pretty important around here hey i've heard it like this it might it might can't buy happiness but it, it sure put a, a good down payment down for it yeah it will yeah it'll buy it'll buy some peace of mind some security some protection some uh you know free time yep we weren't made just to work 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 but you gotta have some money to play 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 right and what i tell my kids is you have a choice you can work now and play later or play now and work later I said, you looking at some, your parents right now, we worked hard during those almost 12 years, but guess what? We don't have to be old and decrepit to enjoy our money. Right. 
So basically with the wellness deal, that's what I do. Every Thursday I do group coaching. Now I no longer do one-on-one -on -one coaching unless somebody want to pay me a whole bunch of money. I will do it. But, um, <laughs> but to me, the one-on-one -on -one thing is a little bit more time consuming. So I really like to make a use of my time. You know, my kids are back in school. So really I spend Thursday nights for two hours with a group of women that come together. Men come too, cause my husband's there. And then Tuesday night we do training together. I like the group aspect too, because you are awesome and amazing, but you are going to draw awesome and amazing women that I can also learn from. And one-on-one -on -one is great, mm -hmm. but when you have a whole pack of women, you have a whole tribe of women coming together, yeah. you just yeah. go so much further faster because you're drawing on each other and exactly. each other's ups and downs and each other's exactly. experience that one-on-one, yeah. -on -one, you can't always get all that. So I yeah. love the group atmosphere. Yeah. So it's, I like the one-to-many type concept. Yes. So it's like, you know, I've done one-to-one -one on coaching and it's fine. It's cool. But um, again, somebody have to pay me some mega bucks to get me one-on-one -on -one, to take that time away from my family. So I basically, agree. that's what we do. I mean, we partner up with other companies, you know, and we use that as monetization. This is how I'm teaching them because literally I'm teaching them how they can work from home, how they can work from their cell phone, how they can, you know, do things like that. And on top of that, stay healthy, uh, be a wife, be a mother and all of that. So yeah, it's a basically well-rounded program. Pop is a well-rounded deal. I love that. And I love that you're helping women and men too. Husbands are welcome. People oh, yeah. are drawn to me because I'm empowering women, but there's not a no boys allowed sign on my door. Y'all are welcome, but I'm just here for the women. Yeah. Yeah. They're welcome. I'm just here for the women. Exactly. I feel the same. And they're here for me and they're here yeah. for you. We're here for you, uh, Whitney. We're here for you. <laughs> Well, thank you. I, I try to encourage and promote women because I really feel like we need more of that. And you, I know you feel the same way. And that's, that's why we're so awesome together, Janetta. Yes, I love you, girl, so much. I really do. Well, is there anything else that you want to add or anything else that you want to talk about before we hop off here or anything you want to you know, say? Where can people find you? I'll put a link to your website or to the POP website. Yes. so that people can find you and really connect and watch you grow through more condos and more compounds and everything. Compounds. I love it, girl. CNC, CNC, right. condos. I like <laughs> girl, I think, I think we hit it. I think we really did hit it. Um, ministry is my passion. Like I said, this is a wellness ministry for me, although I do monetize it, but at the end of the day, we are ministering and changing lives. To me, ministry means reaching and helping and, and helping the needs of others and bringing them to the place that God has them to be. So, and basically that's what I'm called to do. And so if you'll put the link down there, it's iprosperonpurpose.com is a way they can reach me. They can reach me, uh, they can reach me on Facebook. Prosperous Avenue is our Facebook page. They can send me a message there or they can send me a message on Janetta Walton Olaceni on Facebook. I'm not on Instagram as much, but you can find me there as well. But that's it, girl. If anybody has any questions about her condos or the compounds or anything, Janetta is in the She Buys It group, the big She Buys It, How to Become a Real Estate Investor group. You're welcome to chat there, reach out to her and learn more about what she's got going on in that group. And I'll put that link also. Yay. Janetta, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for all the time today, all the golden nuggets and the encouragement that you've given our ladies. Oh, awesome. Thank you for having me, girl. I love you so much. Oh, I love you too. All right, y'all, we will be back next week with another interview and stay tuned. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Bye, y'all.